0: Thank you for joining me for Genesis chapter three. Now the serpent was more subtle than any animal of the field which Yahweh God had made. He said to the woman, has God really said, you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees of the garden, but not the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden. God has said, you shall not eat of it shall not touch it, lest you die. The serpent said to the woman, You won't surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat it, your eyes will be opened. You'll be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took some of the fruit and ate and she gave some to her husband with her, and he ate it too. Their eyes were opened, and they both knew that they were naked. They sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. They heard Yahweh God's voice walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of Yahweh God among the trees of the garden. Yahweh God called to the man and said to him, where are you? The man said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. God said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat? The man said, the woman who you gave to be with me, she gave me fruit from the tree, and I ate it. Yahweh God said to the woman, What have you done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. Yahweh God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed above all livestock and above every animal of the field. You shall go on your belly, and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. I will put hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He will bruise your head and you will bruise his heel. To the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your pain in childbirth. In pain, you will bear children. Your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you. To Adam, he said, Because you have listened to your wife's voice and ate from the tree about which I commanded you saying, you shall not eat of it, the ground is cursed for your sake. You will eat from it with much labor all the days of your life. It will yield thorns and thistles to you and you will eat the herb of the field. By the sweat of your face will you eat bread until you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken for you are dust, and to dust you will return. The man called his wife Eve, because she would be the mother of all the living. Yahweh God made coats of animal skins for Adam and his wife and clothed them. Yahweh God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil. Now, lest he reach out his hand and also take of the tree of life, and eat, and live forever. Therefore God sent him from the garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. So he drove out the man and he placed cherubim at the east of the garden of Eden and a flaming sword, which turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. This uh, is a fateful passage of scripture describes the day that the world was changed forever. I've listened to, you know, Christian apologists and they describe um, the world as being this wonderful world that was created with design and purpose. And they say, for example, you know, look at the distance of uh, the earth from the sun. It's so perfectly placed. It proves there's a God, you know, it was, and they look at all the detail and things and how well it's been positioned as proof of a creator. I completely agree with them. And um, but then you have others that say, "But look at the things that are going on in the world." They say any common person could tell that no God was involved. You know, animals eat each other, and, and, and there's no purpose. And and uh, they point to chaos around us, and they say. There mustn't be a God. Well, I disagree with their conclusion, but I do see what they're saying. There is chaos in the world around us. And the reason that both of these things are true is because of what we have just read in Genesis chapter three. The world was created with design and purpose, and things were created perfectly and well positioned. But the day that Adam sinned was a fateful day indeed. And that's the day that chaos did enter the world. And people talk about you know, climate change, they talk about us going down a path that's irreversible and the world being changed forever. Well, I'm not sure, I don't know enough about that, but I do know that significant climate change already happened. The world was already doomed to frustration because of the fateful sin of Adam. And so we're already living in a fallen world, in a broken climate, an environment that's, that's frustrated. Paul wrote later in the book of Romans that says, all of creation was, frust- was doomed to frustration. That's the, that's the world we're living in because of the sin of Adam. Now, it's called the sin of Adam because that's what Scripture tells us. It tells us that Adam sinned. Now, Eve is the one that took the fruit first, but Eve was also deceived. And you'll also remember from Genesis chapter two yesterday that God told Adam not to eat of the fruit of that tree. He didn't tell that to Eve, but Eve knew of it presumably because Adam told her. But the instruction was given to Adam. And so Eve ate, she was deceived, but then she gave the fruit to Adam and he chose willingly, aware of what was going to happen to side with his wife, And therefore, it's called Adam's sin. And all of us are the children of Adam. And we all uh, have that sin inside of us. So we live in a fallen world, a broken world, a frustrated world. Things are not the way they're supposed to be. And the Lord said to Adam and Eve, he said, on the day that you sin, you will die. When I was young, I used to think about that. And I used to think, well, you know, they didn't die. They were still living (laughs) and you know that's that's just one way of thinking about it because we as people are made of body soul and spirit and there was a part of them that died on that very day the spirit the part of them that communed with god the part of them that was close to god and um, what happened on that day was that part the spirit of them was destroyed and then the bodies began to decay and grow old. So even their physical selves, their bodies began to die on that day as well, but their physical bodies didn't die on that day, but their spirits did. And you know, every little boy or girl that's born into this world, they're born with a dead spirit. And they're not alive to God at all. They naturally want to do what is wrong. Something is broken. They're not created the way they were supposed to have been created something's broken. But when a person becomes a believer and they come to know the Lord, something turns on. And this is what Jesus said to uh, Nicodemus in John chapter three. He said, you must be born of the water and the spirit. And he said, uh, if you're not born of the spirit, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. So there's something else that must come alive inside of you. And I remember when I, when I became alive and I really was a different person. My body was still the same body, a decaying and dying body, which one day God will renew and make alive as well. But no, my spirit was turned on and I lived and I knew I was alive. I knew something was different. And so on this fateful day, the fall, they died. But anyone who finds Christ, the Bible says, becomes a new creation and the Spirit lives. And now you're alive in Christ. Something is different and you know it. And I think that's really, really wonderful. So what can we learn from this chapter? We learn that we're mortal, that we live temporarily on this earth. We learn that the earth isn't the way that God intended it. And because of that, our lives do have frustration in them. There's sin in this world around us people do make choices that are wrong sometimes things are broken and often people get hurt people get sick there's sin and suffering in the world because of this original choice of adam but the continuing choices of people to not follow god but we also learn that in christ there's life awaiting for us if we turn our attention to him so lord I ask you to cause the life of Christ to be born and birthed inside each and every person. Let the Spirit of God take a hold of every listener today and bring them into the fullness of life in Christ. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.